Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, we're going to talk about Infinity War. Just a bit more. What we have to say about it, what you have to say about it, and what lies ahead. He says a bit. Uh, we got a lot of feedback, my friends. We're going to be here talking about some Infinity War today. You can get your Infinity War talked about. That's right. After Strap in. Right after this. Get a drink. Yeah. <laughs> Why did we get so aggressive? <laughs> I don't know. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. We're going to dive straight in to some of these uh, some of these um, feedbacks because some of you guys didn't even write in uh, too, too much to say, say spoilers yet. So uh, we got Sosumi on, on Twitter says, can't wait to hear you get what you guys think. And we're, that's why we're here. We're here right now. We got Brandon <laughs> on Twitter says, need the cast now. Uh, we're, we're, we're doing it. We're, we're, that's what exactly what we're doing. Everett Jackson said, cast now. It was fucking epic. And it changes the whole world. Uh, <laughs> the whole world. Uh, I like where this is going. Ryan Simay. I don't know exactly how to say your name. Sorry, Simay. Uh, sorry, Ryan. Uh, I am finally going tonight. So excited for everyone's reaction so far. Thanks for the shout out on the new Patreon supporter on the cast. Thank you, Ryan. Uh, and you guys are Awesome to listen to. Keep up the great work. Uh, and then Pete Warrington says, Infinity War! Oh my Christ. Uh, don't leave your seats. What a movie. Only a year to find out the outcome. Uh, Avengers Infinity War. Awesome. Hashtag Infinity, Inf- Avengers Infinity War. Awesome. Um, okay, guys. So that's that's just everybody's hyped. And we're here to... Uh, to work with you and talk about that hype and to 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 maybe like be a balm on some of your some of your souls because everyone's hurting <laughs> after infinity war <laughs> um it was such a hard watch um it, the second showing i cried multiple times um and, and more so than the first um so yeah let's let's get into this uh we're going to get into full spoilers on avengers infinity war starting right about 3 2 1 now Oh, everyone's gone. Uh, Everybody's gone. It hurts so bad. Spider-Man. Like, God, that was the the hardest thing. uh, You know who I found myself crying for on the second watch? Vision. Thanos. Thanos? When he turned around on Boromir with tears in his eyes. Yep. It hurt me. That and happened on watch two and three for me. It didn't on the first watch. I don't know why. I think I was just like, everyone kept You're telling like, he's me not he's not gonna do it. Everyone kept telling me he was the no. I knew he was gonna do it, but everyone kept telling me he was the um, he was kind of the the breakout role and like the and and it really was his movie and all this stuff. But I just it didn't really. I didn't think it was true somehow. <laughs> um, and then and then on the second watch, it really felt like it was his movie, and it really felt. Um, so sad. He, he he's he's a tragic figure who's just in a way trying to do the right thing and like in the really wrong way. I don't know, man. It was just he's our antihero. <laughs> I don't know if I'd call him an antihero, but yeah, something Maybe he's like an that. Anti-villain. Yeah, yeah, well, he's the anti-villain. The, the an anti-villain. The thing. He is. He's the totally best, an anti-villain. Yeah, the best villains are the ones that you can identify with. Yeah. And the, and, and some of the best heroes are the ones you can't. 
Ooh. You know? Like, like the Punisher. Well, Punisher, Wolverine, like those ones that are like really outside the box are the ones that we really connect with most of all. So maybe yeah. that, maybe we should, those are anti-heroes. Maybe these villains that are so good, we should call them anti-villains. Because, <laughs> uh, cause, I mean, they, they really are like, they are a villain in the story structure, which is how the heroes, anti-heroes anti operate. But if you look at them as a human being, or like as a per the person that they are, a lot of times they, their motivations and they're not necessarily bad. Just like, uh, just like Michael B. Jordan in Black Panther was an anti-villain. Yeah, I'm liking this. This is new, new anti-villain theory. Um, yeah. Okay. Cool. You're welcome. I'm digging it. <laughs> well, all right. Let's dig into some of these more feedbacks. All right, so Nathaniel Muzzy said on Facebook, now I know what the phrase, I can't even, really means. Ah, so good. So much to process. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yep, that's uh, that's kind of how everybody feels at this point. Yeah. After that, it was like, it, it was a roller coaster. That ending has, I mean, there's not even music for like the last long chunk. Yep. Uh, it's really, really crazy. Just the silence and the sadness of everyone sitting there. It's just so sad. And so it, it leaves you feeling so empty at the end of that movie. It's so good. So good. It so effective. Me, left me feeling broken. Yeah, me too. Yep. I was like, you know, nobody in my theater, in any of my theaters, clapped at all when the movie was over. They weren't like, yay, that was a good movie. It was like, oh my God, what happened? What did we. Ow. What's this feeling in my chest? <laughs> this is pain. I had no pain before. <laughs> is this what pain feels like? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's... Oh, God. Okay, so I guess at this point we're just going to open up the spoiler territory like we said, yeah, right? Yeah, we already did. We're, we're, we're okay. fully into the spoilers now. Fully into spoiler territory. So Joe Ketchum said, so what's our H workaround? Hilltop? That's thinner than necklace. It is indeed. Um... And uh, and we also had Marco Margo with the same question. Soulstone equal hill question mark to complete the thinnest acronym. I know it's a real stretch. Well, Nathan Higheel uh, posted a art, an article which is uh, very sad to me. Uh, but it says if anyone is wondering about the Thanos fan theory, this article came out on the twenty third. So no spoilers unless you consider writing the writer saying what's not in the movie a spoiler. Um, so, uh, there's this article, and it's basically about fan theories and, and, and the, the Russos answering the question. And they say that the Thanos theory is not a thing. No, it is. I, it I'm with you. I'm with you, and I, I, I will continue to say that it is, because it's super fun, and I, I, it hurts no one for me to continue to believe. that. And, and I think me and you are in agreement with what H means, right? Yeah, it's heartbreak. Or heart. Just heart. It's it's his, well, see, it's his heart. He had to break his heart. It was it, it had it was with his heart. It it took his heart breaking to to to. It's like it's like you you said it in the thing best. What do you have to break to get yeah, to get what the do you infinity have to stones? Break to get the infinity stone. You had to break the tesseract open. You had to break the scepter open. You have to somehow break the ether i'm not sure yeah which on that they one. conveniently that's a, didn't that's show the hardest one they conveniently yeah. didn't show that on screen because it, the ether looks funny and they didn't want to have to i was actually curious the entire time how they were going to how they were going to visually show the ether materializing into a stone 
and uh, they just didn't. <laughs> Maybe he took the power in Space Stone and condensed it yeah, into a stone. that's absolutely possible. There, there, there may be, it may be that the reason he got them in the order he did is, is the reason. Like, the, the, it does make sense, the power in Space Stone being able to crunch down another Infinity Stone into an ingot. Uh, but, but it, <laughs> but it was, ingots. it was always weird that the Aether was a stone. Um, yeah. But so then you got to break the orb, you got to break the necklace It all, it all leads to Thanos. What do you break? You break your heart. You break your heart. I'm, I'm totally, I'm totally, I'm totally, I'm totally down. I think we might for our next, uh, we've talked about it. We might for our next, uh, Thanos or our next, uh, our next shirt? shirt that we're going to send out to our Patreons. We're, so we're talking about doing a Thanos Theory shirt and just like Thanos Theory forever. Um, <laughs> yep. And <laughs> yep. I like the uh, the Howard the Duck option. Yeah, yeah. We might put we we've we haven't decided if we're going to use Hart or we're going to use Howard the Duck and the H because I really like. I still think that theory is more fun. <laughs> <laughs> Even if it's wrong. I uh, I just, I want a picture, I want it to be heart with an exclamation mark, and I have a picture of Mati off to the side, holding up his ring from Captain Planet. Yeah, I like that too. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so, so so we're probably going to make a little acronym, or like a acrostic shirt, and, and that would be fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Joe Ketchum also said to us on Facebook, can we talk about how Infinity War finally and irreparably screwed up the timeline? In Civil War, Vision tells us that it's been eight years since Iron Man. Homecoming tells us it's been eight years since the Battle of New York. And also a few months since Civil War. Ragnarok is two years after Ultron, according to Hulk. And somehow Infinity War is two years after Civil War, according to Rhodes. And six years after New York, according to Tony. My only headcanon? Tony is bad at math. (laughs) I like that. Um, I think... Uh, I, I'm not sure about all the numbers that Joe just threw at us. Um, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know about all those because those are all different things from different. I'd have to really think about all those numbers. But I, I think if we just ignore the Spider-Man one, I think we're okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, for the most part, it's really part. just Spider-Man: Homecoming was wrong because that's what Joe Russo said in an interview: is that uh, the timeline that Spider-Man: Homecoming gives you that eight years is incorrect and Sony screwed it up basically who like who let that happen who screwed that up that really pisses me off that right? like there's this you're making this multi-million dollar movie and you can't take a second to like run it by somebody and be like oh we can't put eight years later on the screen because that's wrong <laughs> um and, and and when it's in this it's, it's different when a character says that you can always like uh kind of headcanon around maybe they're wrong but when the screen says it like <laughs> yeah, it's, when it's, it's like, comes up as text on the screen it's hard to headcanon that like that's that's the omniscient view telling us that this is eight years later all right <laughs> your god is wrong so like you don't even have to need all those numbers joe all you need is uh <laughs> in homecoming happens before infinity war infinity war says it's been six years since the battle for New York and the homecoming says it's been eight years. So <laughs> like, who do you, who do you believe? That is very, yeah, I believe Marvel studios and not Sony. That's what I would say. I mean, look at that Venom movie. It. That Venom movies has just eight years written all over it. Okay. Let's go on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that means. We haven't, 
We haven't talked about that Venom trailer. No, have we? we haven't, and it's not in our okay. universe. I'm pretty darn sure now. After yeah. seeing the trailer, I was like, "Yeah, that's God. definitely not in the Spider-Man universe. <laughs> that's not us. That is them trying to make that smacked." It, every, it the whole time I was thinking, Catwoman, the 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 movie Catwoman. <laughs> yep, that's what I like. Yep. The whole time I was like, "Oh." This is one of those weird, like, we're going to name a hero after and, like, kind of give them the attributes of the hero, but, like, set them in their old universe. And, yeah, it's just weird. It might end yeah. up being great, but it's not looking like it. Well, like, the story that, that they're going with does exist in comics. You know, it's got it's got the, the inspiration from a couple of stories, you know, Lethal Protector and Planet of the Symbiotes. But they put the cart so far in front of the horse, the horse can't see it. Yeah, for sure. So that's the problem. That, that's my that's the problem with all these things. DC keeps doing it, man. Putting the cart before the horse. Just like make good movies and then let them build into a universe. You don't uh, <sighs> and like have a plan, but don't let it come before making a good movie. And and maybe that's what they're doing. Maybe they're like, you know what? We have a great idea and it's going to be a great movie. But it just seems like they're like, you know what? You know what's a popular character <laughs> in comics? Venom. Let's let's do that. Let's do a Venom movie. <laughs> You know what's a popular character in comics and in movies? Spider-Man. You know who's close to that? Venom. Yeah. That's what they're doing. But he's not close if they're not connected. Uh, yep. Anyway. So, I, you know, you mentioned DC and their poor planning and, and rushing everything. And I think that in Avengers Infinity War shows that there's... There's room in the Marvel universe for that that darkness, but you have to get people into it and interested first. And like if they thought that they were in the same league as the MCU, they were just shown how mistaken they were. They're not even playing the same sport. Yeah. They they it's true. Um and I and we're we're not I don't I'm not here to DC bash. I don't want I don't want to get too far into that. I just I'm just yeah, I'm just expressing what I what I think is a big problem with all these movies. I, there's a lot of people talking about the Marvel problem with movies these days. And, like, a lot of really respected reviewers and really, um, like, kind of highbrow thinkers on movies keep talking about the Marvel problem. And what they're saying is the effect that Marvel has had on the industry, which is basically everyone trying to copy them because they're so successful. But the thing is, yep. it's like... That problem is not Marvel's problem. They call it the Marvel problem, and it's got this weird carryover effect where a lot, a lot of these, um, uh, a lot of these reviewers are acting like Marvel itself is the problem. But the problem is all these copycats who aren't doing it right. Marvel hasn't had a problem. Marvel's made good movie <laughs> after good movie after good movie, and it's built a wonderful universe. And and all these other studios keep trying to copy them, and they're just not focusing on making a good movie. And that's the problem. That is the Marvel problem. But it's not a Marvel problem. It's a copycat problem. And you have it with every genre and every successful franchise. You always have ten other companies trying to do what you're doing. Um, when, when Lord of the Rings was so popular, every freaking... Um, every, every, every freaking company was doing some sort of like fantasy epic that didn't yeah. work 
Um, and now yeah. Marvel and everything had to be a trilogy. Yeah, exactly. Or at least they they all started out trying to be trilogies, and a lot of them only made one movie <laughs> because. <Yep. laughs> They're not focused on making good movies. They're focused on chasing whatever is is going on in, in the universe that's working, you know? Yep. So that's it's the problem. It's a, not a new problem. It's a problem that's been going on forever. People are trying to copycat whoever's, in, you know, kicking ass. And Marvel's kicking ass. No. They're taking ass. That's right. They're taking ass and kicking names. Kicking names. Oh, man. And... It's reflected in the box office gross. Oh like my gosh. Worldwide, at this point, Avengers Infinity War has gotten $808 million. Oh, Lord. Hasn't even been out for a full week yet. That is insane. Could they hit a billion dollars in a week? Is that uh, possible? I think so. I think that's possible. That's insane. If they get... I mean, they're getting... hundred. That sounds like they're getting $100,000 days on like a Monday. Uh, Monday... Let's see. Because it was like 6.30. Oh, well, I guess we're talking worldwide. I'm thinking about... Yeah, it's it's worldwide. Yeah, yeah. So so yeah, even just in America, Avengers made $23 million on Tuesday. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like, that's insane. Um, oh, my goodness. Yep. And they got... I mean, on opening weekend, they, they spiked it at $257 million. Interestingly enough, they're running behind Star Wars uh Star Wars The Force Awakens uh for their five their their domestic total for five days. But um Oh yeah. Yeah, but they <laughs> they came out worldwide at the same time, which I think is part of the reason they're doing so well in the international numbers. Yeah, is yeah. everywhere at once. So we were getting all those China numbers, which often happen later, and you're getting all the American numbers right up top with all these other countries that came out all on the same day. So it's it's really insane. It, <laughs> the worldwide numbers. It just was watching it, and like the first day it was out, it went to number two for the year, <laughs> both worldwide and and domestic. <sighs> like it That's jumped crazy. It jumped to f- number one on like the, like the first, the first actual numbers we got, it was already number two for the year, <laughs> right behind black Panther and being yep. number one and number two. That's insane. Marvel. You're just kicking ass. Um, all right, let's, let's dig into some feedback. Cause I, I love Sorry. talking numbers, yeah, but I, but I, well, we just get carried away. Cause we basically just brag on Marvel for kicking ass. <laughs> Yep. All right. So Brian V. Klein said to us on Facebook, I'm still processing the epic nature scope and ramifications of this movie. I normally don't set my expectations too high for movies because you'll mostly always be let down. But for this one, I did. And they were exceeded. Everything about this movie felt right to me. Broke my heart while I was still cheering and fist bumping, all while crying my eyes out. And how about Red Skull? Seems like after all of these years, he had a purpose. Great to see him back. Just a little sad to not see Hugo Weaving reprising the role. It was Ross Marcon from The Walking Dead. Can we pause for a second how- on this yep. feedback? Uh, Red Skull. I have one question about Red Skull. Red Skull. Why is he floating like a ghost at the beginning of that scene? <laughs> I have no idea. That's weird. It was real weird. Um, I just wanted to bring that up. Uh, I, I, I mean, he's been out there for whatever, 90 years, so he can like get new powers somehow but uh he he found him he, <laughs> i have developed the ability to float like a ghost yeah. <laughs> he found himself a uh dr strange like cloak that allows him to d- float um and that's fine i don't yeah, have a seriously loyal piece of outerwear yeah <laughs> that's a seriously loyal piece of outerwear okay sorry to interrupt 
Okay. And in, uh, Brian continues, And how about Peter Dinklage's I-Tree? Or E-Tree, sorry. I was totally convinced that when he was announced that he was going to be Pip the Troll, boy was I wrong. I, I want to pause there. Uh, there were actually pictures that were that were leaked of Peter Dinklage with a crazy red hairstyle. Like, his hair was dyed red and, like, was all wavy and stuff. Looked exactly like Pip the Troll from the comics. Huh. But then he wore a wig, and I'm like, he wasn't Pip the Troll. It's the directors who were the troll here. This picture was the troll. This red hair was a red herring. Ha <laughs> ha, red herring. Good job. Yep. <clears throat> <laughs> yep, I'm pretty funny. I'm awesome. I'm, I'm a dad. That's what it is. <laughs> Brian continues saying, It took me a minute to figure out why Doctor Strange traded the Time Stone for Tony's life. The one in 14,605 scenario thingy. And I hope that he told the rest of the heroes on Titan what that scenario was. Or at least Nebula and Tony, since they were the only survivors. Otherwise, we fucked. Smiley face emoji. Can't talk much more since, like Jeff, I'm going to see it again in a bit, then again tonight, and as well as tomorrow afternoon. But man, what a fucking ride. Hashtag Excelsior. Yeah. Um, so, let's talk about it. That's the, that's the big thing. I think we mentioned it on the, on the first cast, but this is a big deal. Uh, I, I really pay attention to the timing of things. Yep. Strange didn't tell Tony anything. No, he did not. He did not, because when he gives the stone, well, I say that. There's always there's always little caveats. When he gives the stone over, um, Tony says, Why would, you, Why do would you do that? Why would you do that? And then he says that was the only way. Um, so... It do, that doesn't seem like they're faking for Thanos, because if he was faking for Thanos, he would have said, because I needed to save your life, Tony. Um, so it seems like that was, a, that was a genuine, why did you do that? Yeah. So well, that everybody means, had to believe what they were doing was going to win it for them. Yes. So, so I don't think Tony knows the, knows the 1 in 14,625,000 chance they have. Um. I think that Doctor Strange played his part to the point that he could, but I don't think he could tell Tony. Maybe that's probably one of the scenarios he went over in his head. Okay, what if I tell Tony to do this? Then and then it it didn't work. So he's got he went ahead and he knows he's got to trust Tony to make the rest of the right decisions. And it's a one, and maybe that fourteen million gets narrowed down to like one million, but there's still like a million options that could happen going forward. They could do all kinds of things, and you know, only one of them is a victory. You remember how Thanos said, "You're not the only one that's cursed with knowledge." Yes. Oh. oh, it hurts. It hurts so good. <laughs> yeah, and I didn't. I didn't exactly know what he meant there. Um, he's cursed with knowledge of who Tony is. There's also there's also another question I have. He says in the movie to Gamora as he's about to kill her, "I ignored my destiny once." Yeah, yeah. I was actually talking to the, about this earlier today. Like, what destiny is that, Thanos? Like, when did you do that? Can we see that? 
Can we get a flashback of you ignoring your destiny? Was that well, what happened on Titan? No, because he didn't ignore it. He fought for it, at least according to his story. So when did he ignore his destiny? Uh, that's a really big question. Uh, are, is is this all a second round for him? Did he like g- go forward, get the time stone, then go back in time? Is he trying it all again? Um, the only thing I could think of him ignoring his destiny, and maybe we're missing something, but when he saved Gamora's life. He, he says his destiny is to dispassionately get rid of half the population. But he saw Gamora and he took pity on her and saved her life. And then in that moment he says, I, I ignored my destiny once and I won't do it this time, not even for you, child. Oh. So is, is, is the, the one time he ignored his destiny the time that he saved Gamora? Because he did not dispassionately kill half that population, he decided to put his thumb on the scales and save that one little girl. I don't know. Is that is is that his? You know, we we talked about how no one, everyone was, um, no one was willing to do the hard thing in this movie except Thanos. But even Thanos should have probably killed Gamora at the beginning, (laughs) and he didn't. If he was so convicted, he should have killed her to begin with, but he saved her life. That's the only thing I could think of that might be his uh, thing in the past that he that he did. So, I don't know. Yep. Maybe, mm, I don't know. That's I all don't... I can think of. Uh, if you got anything else, please. Uh, no, please, I... you guys write us in. What is his... What is his original sin? <laughs> what did he... When did he ignore his destiny? Did he um, fall in love with a girl? Uh, well, I, yeah. Try to I give have it no all idea. Up. No Mr. idea. Death. Nathaniel Muzzy says, still recovering. And then he put <laughs> Kansas's All We Are Is Dust in the Wind. Oh. Uh, official music video. <laughs> Poor form. <laughs> too was, soon. thought it was pretty good. I thought it was pretty But let's talk about have Too you... Soon. My, one of my favorite moments in both viewings I watched the theater, the theater went, Aww. When they they pull up Avengers Infinity War as the title last final title sequence, and yep. then it crushed and it crumbles blows away. away. Yeah, and blows uh. away. That was the best. <laughs> Whoever thought to do that is a genius. The whole every, the whole theater was like. I think in the first one, uh, someone yelled, "Oh no, they didn't!" <laughs> <laughs> the guy next to me in my first showing was like uncalled for. <laughs> And I was like, you know what? You're right. You, was, sir, are correct. That was uncalled for. Bad yeah. form, Marvel. It was rough, but kind of great. <laughs> have you seen the memes that have been happening since then? No. Like, apparently, the I don't feel so good Mr. Stark thing is, like, taking over the internet and, like, everything is being crumbled into dust. Like, <laughs> Vin Diesel looks over at, uh, oh, shit. What was his name? The, the guy in Fast and the Furious that died. Oh, Paul the Walker. guy. Paul Walker, yeah. He looks over at Paul Walker, and then Paul Walker looks over at him and just turns to dust. <laughs> or, like, Steve Irwin turning to dust. Yeah, I'm looking at these memes. It's pretty, it's pretty funny. It's, it's so... It's so bad. <laughs> oh, yeah, these memes are pretty great. <laughs> I'm just scrolling through a bunch of people disappearing. Yep. Frasier. 
<laughs> yelling, Niles! <laughs> Donkey, I don't feel so good. And it's a evaporating Shrek. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, the one that uh, the one that got it for me was Ben Parker from the first Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movie saying, Spider-Man, I don't feel so good. And then turning to Ash. <laughs> That's pretty great. They brought it full circle. Anyway, so Sherman Smith said to us on Facebook, Avengers Infinity War, great movie, great cast, so many questions. I'm somewhat familiar with Captain Marvel's powers in the comics. Not sure how she's going to be the ultimate secret weapon, though. How was she shielded from half the people in the universe disappearing? Looking forward to Avengers 4 for the answers. <laughs> I think the answer to that's pretty easy. She just wasn't in that half. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe it's just a luck thing. Oh, like, wait, literally he, a luck thing. He also added hashtag Ibombe! <laughs> Ibombe! 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 Love it. That, that, got, ooh, that shit got me jacked up. Yeah, man. I was ready to go to war, too. I, I, think, I think that's going to be my new... Uh, my new chant in the gym. <laughs> yeah. Bombay. <laughs> Bombay. Either that or the the one that the uh, the Jabari tribe was doing, where he was like, "I Yeah, that's gonna be for think, every rep. I don't think we're allowed to do that in the gym. I think we might get get ourselves in some racial trouble. But um, <laughs> maybe. Just teasing. Uh, just. just and like we'll see, we we appropriated a fictional, fictional culture. <laughs> is it cultural appropriation if, it's if the culture is fictional? <laughs> I don't know. It seems like it could be based on Black Panther. Um, <laughs> like I don't know if that's in the rules. Yeah, I feel like can't appropriate this. <laughs> I mean, it is all based. A lot of it's based on actual. African words and chants and things, so probably yeah. is. So, but still, it's not us who appropriated it. It's Marvel. Ha, not our fault. <laughs> Play Marvel. Hey, Bombay. Yep. Sherman yep. right. Smith also said, love the speculation about the TV shows, but even if they're going on at the same time as Infinity War, it wouldn't necessarily affect the cast of the TV shows. 50% of every group hasn't disappeared. It's 50% of the entire universe. Earthlings may be a small percentage of that, and it's totally random. It could be the entire cast, or no one in the cast. Well, sir, you just answered your last question about Captain Marvel with that. Yeah, that's funny. How would Captain Marvel escape? By the way, everyone has an out. Um, <laughs> it's uh, Sherman Smith. Uh, no, that's that's super true. Uh, but the thing is, it's it's he said he wants it fifty percent at random. No, 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 no effect of wealth or, you know, affection or anything. Fifty percent of the the population of the universe at random, which that means every subsequent person makes it less likely to survive. Like if you look at two people, there's like a seventy five percent chance that one of them is going to disappear. You look at three people, that that means there's like a much higher than that percentage <laughs> it's like an 80 it's like an 86 percent chance that one of them will disappear if you look at four people so it's 50 percent completely at random the more people you involve the 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 more likely it is that that person is going to disappear um, yeah. or one of them will disappear so i have a feel someone on uh, someone if not half the cast of of, of agents of shield is going to disappear i yep. i no doubt 
Yep, and we already we already made our bets on that. We did indeed. Check out our cast from two days ago, because yep. I don't remember what they were. Oh, um, <laughs> just kidding. We recorded it like an hour ago. <laughs> <laughs> Sierra Angel said to us on Facebook, "Spoiler free! It's that time again. Another T-shirt for the collection. Wore this when I went to see Infinity War twice. I genuinely enjoyed the movie, and it was such a roller coaster of emotions." I don't think I've processed what happened. I thought it was amazing. I need more time to gather my thoughts. <laughs> I look forward to hearing what everyone thinks. Winky emoji. This is wearing very really cool Infinity War collectors <laughs> collectors club or something like that. Yeah, that's a great shirt. Can that's I have a really that? Great shirt. <laughs> stop Where'd trying you get to get it. Stop trying to get the shirts off people's backs. You know, I'm not wearing one, so <laughs> I need one. Yeah, we talked about this. If we do the Twitch stream, you're gonna have to start wearing a shirt. Ah. <sighs> <laughs> I hate these rules. <laughs> it's so so restrictive. It is. You need to get yourself a seriously loyal piece of outerwear. <laughs> I, you know, that's a good idea. I think I will. <laughs> okay, so from now on, the Twitch stream is going to be Jeff wearing nothing but the cloak from Den. <laughs> no, shirt, no shirt. No shirt, just a cloak. Just the cloak of levitation. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Joe Ketchum said to us on Facebook, if they use the time stone to negate the effects or the events of Infinity War, Avengers 4 will be the worst movie of the MCU. Hmm. Uh, I don't think that they're going to do that. Just I don't think they're going to do it quick. I don't think it's going to be as easy as just like, blink. Oh, we got the time stone. Ah, roll it back. All roll right. It on now back. it's when. I think they're going to have to do some like, I, my best theory, and I don't know if this is true, but I think that Avengers 4 is going to be like Avengers 4 Back to the Future. It's like Captain Marvel like speeds up in a DeLorean and says, We've got to <laughs> save your parents. Um, <laughs> Where we're going, we don't need roads. Yeah, and they, and they, go, they have to go back and, and stop, stop things, but like on a micro level. I think they're going to travel through time and visit all these different points in the MCU so far maybe even points that we've seen in the past and really like get a sense of uh like they'll have to do some things. I don't think it'll be as easy as like snapping their fingers. Um uh, you know, which was the point of this movie, but uh, I don't think that's going to be the case to undo what he did. And honestly, I don't think that they're going to necessarily undo what he did so much as just kind of set everything to what the best looking outcome could be comparatively like well, i definitely yeah. they're gonna try to undo what he did because i think that like the whole point is that half of the population has disappeared like i don't think they're gonna worry about individual heroes i think they're trying to just stop the half the population ceasing to exist part like that's yeah that's big stakes you know <laughs> yeah that's just, all they're trying I think to do that i think that there's going to be sacrifices on the heroes part in order to make that like to undo that half the population thing and the heroes that are left right now are the ones that we're going to lose for sure. Um, and maybe not lose all, but yes, I think that multiple of the heroes that we have now are going to have to make the sacrifice play and, uh, and lay down on the wire, lay down on the wire or just cut the wire. I would love, I would love some of that to really like those, 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 the same, <sighs> It'll, if they, if they bring back some of those those arguments from the first Avengers, it's gonna feel like in Civil War when he's when he said, um, 
when he said, uh, I could do this all day. Like, I'd love yeah. to hear them have those same conversations about uh, laying down the wire and why don't we just cut the wire. Uh, and then, um, but, but maybe with, like, a knowing, like, knowing that they have to make the sacrifice, but they're just, like, having old conversations as, like, a, I don't know. It just, just feels right. It just feels like, I just want to see Cap and Steve together. I mean, uh, <laughs> Cap and Steve. I want to see Cap and Tony together again. Yeah. I really need them to reconcile. Oh, yeah. And and that's what I think Avengers 4 is going to be a lot about that. The two of them coming together, reconciling, fighting their way back through, and probably sacrificing both of them to save the universe. Yep. Half yep. the universe. Yeah, um, God. And then I, I'm seeing Cap and Tony working together and like them looking at each other and being like, yep, we're laying down on the wire to save these other guys, to save everyone else. Yep. Ah, it hurts. It hurts my heart. So, let's see. Uh, Nathaniel Muzzy said to us on Facebook, the biggest takeaway I have from watching Infinity War a second time is... Tobias Tobias Funke is probably Kree. Yeah, have you seen this yet? I did not catch it in my three watches. I didn't either, but apparently it's it's one of the... My favorite Easter egg yet. Um, I didn't know about it until until after I'd seen it both times, but apparently... In the collector's collection, uh, there is in the background a Tobias Funke from uh, <laughs> from from Arrested Development, who is a guy who tries to join the Blue Man Group, but he is something called a Never Nude. He refuses to be naked ever, including in the shower, and he always wears jean shorts, no matter what, under his clothing. <laughs> it's a really silly character, um, but uh. Apparently, there's a, a a blue man in uh, in jean shorts in the background, which the Russo brothers got their start doing that show. So, oh yeah, it yeah, makes yeah. it's it's a little nod to their earlier work, which I I, lo- I love that, and the fact that they're out in the space. So a blue man that could just be a Cree, um, but it's it's super funny. Did you um, did you? Well, let's see. Have you seen Snatch? First off, uh, I have, but it's been many years and not. I didn't love that movie, so I didn't. I don't know it that well. Oh wow! Okay, um, it's just odd to come across somebody who didn't love that movie. There was a there was a part in that same scene where Thanos was in the collector's collection, like when he had his foot on him, and when he said, "Where is the stone?" It was said in almost the exact same way that Benicio del Toro's character Frankie Fourfinger said, "Where is the stone?" to the guy he was robbing in the beginning of the movie. Oh, fun. He said, where's the stone? That's fun. And, yep. and it's being said to Benicio Del Toro, of course. The yeah, collector. Yeah. That's great. It just, it's, it's a great reference to that scene. And like, I, I immediately was like, holy shit, did they just try to sneak a Snatch reference past me? That's awesome. Yep. That's pretty great. Let's see. Jordan Olson sent us, I guess this is a, a message. Um, looks like a Facebook message. Infinity War feedback. Spoilers. Okay, so was it just me or did Thanos knock him off as powerful as he was made out to be? With all the Infinity Stones in his gauntlet, you'd think that uh, he'd be completely unstoppable. Not shoot small purple lasers or whatnot. Be able to move at impossible speeds or whatever. Um, Also, I feel like the impact of many of the main cast dying at the end was much lighter than intended. Uh, Knowing that they'll all come back in the next one because the Infinity Gauntlet can undo all the deaths in the movie. Still kind of sad, but I'm under the impression that at least Doctor Strange, Spider-Man, and Black Panther have planned sequels. One last thought. 
I bet Doctor Strange letting Thanos have the time stone is all part of the one possible future where they win, and he did that on purpose. Thanks for the great podcast. Uh, agree, agree with him on that. That's for sure. Um, yeah. See, this is this is the one part where knowing the business side of things almost ruins the impact of the movie. Yeah. Because when Spider-Man was drifting away, I was like, oh, he's fine. He's got two more solo movies and another uh, another guest appearance or team-up appearance that his contract hasn't come up yet. Like, he's fine. He'll be back. Right. Um, well, I, I think the, the weight of this movie to me is that a big bad thing happened. And the reason it happened is because they weren't willing to trade lives. Yep. And now they have to try to undo that thing. And it's not going to be easy and i think that they're going to lose like this the de- the quote unquote deaths that happened at the end of infinity war to me are not are not they're not they're not the weight of this the weight of it is what are they willing to do to get them back and yeah. that's why this movie ends on such a sour note it's like okay they didn't do what they needed to do and now they've got to undo the this like crazy thing that the mad titan did and now it's like I don't know. It's 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 all about the next movie for me. It's like they, someone is going to have to make a sacrifice to make this happen. At least thematically, to me, that's all that 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 has to happen. They refused to make sacrifices. They lost, and now this they've they've got to learn that lesson, and they've got to go back after Thanos. However, they have to do that, and um, it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see what happens next. That's why that's why this huge thing is so huge it's it's because yeah. it, this forces our heroes to learn a lesson that um it seemed like a good thing like not trading lives sounds like a good thing but another word for that is you're not willing to do what it takes and in this situation it it they needed to trade lives <laughs> they needed to and trade they didn't at least do it. one they're learning that spock logic man the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few yeah just download download um vision to you know a flash drive and then destroy the stone and make a new bot and re-upload him and sure he can do that in like no time flat in a flash drive i think i think that what you're saying is basically what they tried to do which was try to separate him from the soul stone and they didn't they, they didn't have time to do that well, uh, no, they didn't have time to do it their way they were trying to do the safe backup method no sometimes you just gotta rip and replace bro yeah uh, well, that's that. I think that ripping is exactly what Thanos did. Yeah, <laughs> so, yep. Yep. Uh, so going to learn today. I don't think that works either. Um, I think I, I'm betting that with with the way that uh, with the way that Banner talked about Vision's mind in this, that we're going to see Vision uploaded himself into the Mind Stone because you know he said your mind is a complex uh, a complex amalgam or whatever of uh different structures on top of each other yeah yeah jarvis ultron tony me the mindstone like all of these different things learning from each other and that's the thing is they're learning from each other so there is a consciousness within the mindstone and if that if it's been learning from these other personalities then it could take all that in and possibly be sentient or at least have that dormant that's true and uh, yeah that's true vision could be dormantly sentient inside the mind stone inside the gauntlet 
which yep. which is uh, yeah, that's an interesting point. Hmm. And, but going back to the going back to the thing of like the the thing of of the deaths at the end not really hitting as hard. Right before those deaths, we saw Thor coming in with the you know with Stormbreaker, the ultimate hammer axe, right? The ultimate maul, basically. And he throws it, and it hits Thanos in the chest, and Thanos is bleeding profusely, and it's it's in there, and he's yeah, you know, he's he's down according to what we think. Like yes, we got him. They stopped him. He may have gotten all the stones, but we stopped him. And then he still does the thing. He snaps and mm-hmm. and achieves his goal still. And then you're like, but wait, but he just got axed in the chest. Like how? How does that not hold on? You can't just escape and win like that. You can't just achieve your goal. Yeah, this next question I have about that is like, at the end they don't show his chest. Does he still have a gaping wound in his chest? I I think that he probably used the reality stone to you know, patch himself back up. Yeah, I don't know. It was weird. It was weird that they didn't. Um, I don't know. They didn't touch on that or whatever. Um, yeah. I, I thought like like even if he's dying, he still won, and so I was I was kind of expecting him to just be like sitting watching the sunrise as he died, and and that was part of it, but. Uh, Ooh. A, that didn't really seem to be happening. He seemed to be fine. He like smiles, and <laughs> looking out at the, looking out at the grateful universe, just like he thought he would. And that's that's actually reminiscent of the end, the last panel of the Infinity Gauntlet comics. Yeah, and I just I love that. I love that shot. Um, anyway, let's let's move on to the next one. Cameron Ramos said to us on Facebook Messenger, what do you think about the people who survive using the soul gem to bring back the others, uh, but they have to sacrifice themselves in order to bring the other person back? We didn't see much of the soul stone being used. Huh. Like, yeah, I don't know. I, that that seems... <laughs> I know they say they don't trade lives, and, and, and I've been saying they need to learn to trade lives, but I think you have to make... If you're if you're trying to save the universe, it's not about saving these heroes. It's about saving the universe. Like I don't think any of these people are are self centered enough to think that they just need to save their specific friends. Which Cameron goes on to say: Cap dies for Bucky, Iron Man dies for Spidey, Okoye dies for Black Panther. Maybe Wong dies for Doctor Strange because he knows he's more powerful. Only thing I'm not sure about is how to bring the Guardians back because it's only Rocket. <laughs> Probably will just end up being Captain Marvel using the gauntlet to change everything back. But like I said, we got to see the Soul Stone used in Avengers Four. You'd think. Um, yeah, we didn't. We didn't really see the Soul Stone used. We only saw it, except for in conjunction with all the stones. Um, but I, I think I think the point is like you can't have a one for one trade. You just had to half the universe die. And they're trying to get everybody back. They're not just trying to get their friends back, I think is the answer to that. Um, yeah. So it, it is possible that I definitely think that some of them are going to make some sort of sacrifice to save the people who were lost. But I think thinking about it just in terms of the heroes is 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 short-sighted because half the universe is gone. <laughs> it's a lot of people to save. Yeah, yeah. You can't just uh, You can't just be like, oh, my friends are gone. Let me get those guys back. 
Yeah, especially just to the trade. You trade you trade for everybody that's gone, you lose the other half of the universe. You um, still end <laughs> up with half gone. Yeah, you gotta 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 figure out how to get everybody back by sacrificing a few. Again, Spock logic. This is all about Spock logic. This whole they gotta learn Spock logic. <laughs> I just, uh, I, sorry. Really, I really want a shirt that says like it has like um I just I'll try to make a meme. It's <laughs> just like uh, we don't trade lie like Cap saying we don't trade lives, and then uh, Spock inside the chamber saying "fuck you" say. <laughs> um. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Uh, let's see. So I was reading. I, I thought about it. I was like, "How did Thanos actually use the Soul Stone? Like, what did he actually do with it? Because you never see anything that's just like strictly." him using the soul stone like you see him using the, the space stone the power stone time stone reality like whatever but you never see him specifically use the soul stone yeah. except that when he was fighting dr strange on titan and dr strange does like that super badass thing where he absorbs the energy and turns it into butterflies and then like you know, has all of his different hands, becomes Vishnu, separates and you know, to a billion different copies of himself and does the uh, the like super flame whip tie down thing. When when Thanos uses the gauntlet right there, you see two stones light up. There's the power stone and the soul stone. And I guess the assumption is that the soul stone lets him locate where the real one is. And then dissipate the rest oh, of them. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. So he does use a soul stone once. There we go. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> I I didn't catch that. I loved I loved paying attention to that though throughout the entire thing. Like which soul sto- which stone activates which ability and um, yeah, like was, what he did with each one. Yeah, that was cool. I think at the end it was really weird that like after using the space stone so much to just move things closer to him hold them where they are uh teleport himself you know things like that when he used the soul or the uh the the space stone to phase the hulkbuster armor through him and then into the rock wall and then stick it there i was really confused it's like what did that you never showed that that does that and no, which which stone did he use for that that was the space stone the blue one right yeah that was strange uh phasing didn't we didn't know that was a power of the space stone <laughs> So many powers that thing has, and it, I love yeah. that it, it seemed like it used everyone once. <laughs> At least, yeah. Kamal Gaiman Moyes said to us, uh, it looks like in a Facebook message, comments and spoilers for Infinity War. I saw it Friday and listened to your Instacast. I'll skip some of the sadder details, but I'm loving Disney's marketing. Yes, it's a bit much, but it's great that they changed the CGI from the ads to the movie. It started back in Thor Ragnarok with his eye, but they kept it going fantastically. Hulk was all over Wakanda in the ads, and the Iron Spider legs? What? Total surprise. It actually did not start in Thor Ragnarok. The first time I remember it happening is when they completely removed Spider-Man from the Civil War marketing, until he flips in and says, Hey, everyone. Yeah. That was pretty rad. <laughs> yeah. Like, they, they completely took him out of the aircraft or the airport fight scene in in the ads. Yeah, totally. Uh, let's see. Next up, Michael Cap says, so Tony Stark has a suit made out of nanobots technology, but his friend Brody 
<laughs> Brody. His friend Rody still walking around with leg braces. I think it's just racism. Damn. I'm just kidding. <laughs> wow, that's that escalated quickly. <laughs> no. You know, the the look of it, the way that he's talking about it, it seems like this nanobot bleeding edge technology just happened. Like he just made it. Yeah. So like once he figures out how it's supposed to work and make sure that it's good, he can give it to his friend. Yeah, I think it's just that Tony always has the newish stuff. You know, like <laughs> he's like, I, You can get Mark too. Yeah. Like I, I think that he will like he will get his friend the 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 good stuff, but he's not not yet. Like not when it's just brand new. He's still working out the kinks, or whatever. Like he yeah, just that's what I'm he's, he's talking to Pepper tester. at the beginning. Yeah, he's talking to Pepper at the beginning. It seems like they just got that stuff. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. you know. Let's see, Serge, <laughs> Serge Nerd at Serge Nerd on Twitter. Sergio Cortez says to us at MCU Cast. Can we talk about how even Stark called it a space donut? I thought of you guys immediately. Movie was amazing. Hashtag Thanos demands your silence. Hashtag Infinity War. Yeah. <laughs> it's totally a space donut. It is a space donut. You know, speaking of that, why, why, when the, okay, so Strange is thankful, sort of, for, for them saving him from, uh, damn it, the Herald, the Ebony Maw, God, They're, he's kind of thankful for them saving him from Ebony Maw, and then he's like, can you turn the ship around? Like, why you have a sling ring you use it later why not just portal home hmm yeah totally they could they could have support and i think the answer is they're trying to turn around all of them at that point to get home uh and you know maybe the sling ring has some limitations i don't know it's it, i think it seems like the sling it ring does doesn't, more though it seems like it does more to get a, around um, uh, like universes or like different to different planes of existence, and less about like traveling space. But but maybe I'm wrong. I mean, in the beginning of the movie, they also uh, d- decide not to go home. It's not like they can't go home. Yeah, that's that's the major thing is that he convinces them like, no, I can't turn it around. We have to take the fight to him. Yeah, Doctor, do you concur? I love the Doctor Do You Concur. I can't hear Doctor Do You Concur and not think of that movie. Uh, you know, Catch Me If You Can. Yeah, Catch Me If You Can. That's it. Why didn't I just concur? Why didn't I just concur? Yep. Every time. Every time. Um, see, that, that was my my major thing. Is like if you wanted to go home, you had a way. Like you had the sling ring. Yeah. Because they showed Bruce Banner standing outside. Like, no, I gotta make a call. And Wong's like, okay, and then closes it. Because he's in the sanctum, you know, the sanctum's got to be guarded. But he was like around the block from him at that point. And you see later, Spider Man is using the uh, the sling ring portal. He's like, magic! Magic again! Magic with a kick! <laughs> and then Peter Quill, you know, flips in the bird and like falls backwards through one. Like, they, everybody can use them. Yeah. Just, ugh. Anyway. Uh, let's see, next up. Jason, Adam, at Adam's Jason D says, The team-up battle on Titan, they were really whooping Thanos' ass. Could have ended it all there, but Star-Lord broke down mentally. But that battle was better than the fight on Wakanda. Mmm. What do you think? Uh, 
Well, that fight was certainly cooler. Because it was everybody against one guy who was still just an overwhelming force. And you got to see all the neat things that Doctor Strange could do. You got the, the Crimson Bands of Sidorak. You know, you got the Flame Whips and the, the Mandalas of Light. And, like, everything that he could do. And Tony's Bleeding Edge armor. And it doing all of the really freaking amazing things that it could do. And locking Thanos' arms down and, you know, all that for a drop of blood. You get Spider-Man going through and everybody's working together and everybody's using magic and, like, oh, all these cool freaking things are happening. And then back in Wakanda, you get an overwhelming force of aliens versus our Earthbound heroes. Yeah. So, like, yes... I will say that that fight against Thanos was a lot cooler because just guns and brawling are not, they're not that pretty, but there were still stakes there, you know? Uh, yeah. So Rashida Goes said to us on Twitter, it was so sad because my theater was silent. I'm assuming they have already seen the movie and I'm over here sobbing and cheering obnoxiously. I'm, I'm guessing that was... When the movie ended is when you were sobbing and you were cheering when all the really cool shit was happening. Like when Thor finally showed up with his hammer and went into like super ultimate god mode. Bring me Thanos! Like that was so intense. That was really good. I liked the I liked the bring me Thanos. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I'm getting chills right now thinking about it. Cause he looked just like Ultimate Comics Thor with the way that he was flying. And he was, like, at God level with his powers coming all through him, coursing through him. He could do so much. And that hammer was so badass. <sighs> I'm okay. All right. Trent at Mobile Morris says, Adams, you cast hashtag OMG. I just saw hashtag Infinity War Thanos emoji last night. It totally caught me off guard. I was blown away and came out of the theater speechless. I was too. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure that was everybody's reaction. It's like, credits roll, and you're like, but what What just happened? Yeah. Let's see. Next up, Yoda Hughes said to us on Twitter, Adam Zucas, how did Thanos know who Stark was? Is this all part of Strange's plan? What if Captain Marvel also disintegrated? Is the gauntlet broken? It looked melted and nothing was glowing. Yeah, it, it definitely looked like a... Whatever he did, when he did the snap, it appeared that, like, it burnt the glove out. Like, I don't think it did anything to the stones. I think they just weren't active at the end there. But it seemed like the weapon itself, the gauntlet, seemed like it had been burnt out. (laughs) I really hope the next movie... This would be the worst-case scenario for me. Uh, If the next movie is them Thor going and getting another gauntlet built... (laughs) <laughs> so that they can like re that uh, I will say one flaw with this movie um that I didn't really enjoy I kind of didn't love the Thor, the Thor storyline get out I just it wasn't that I didn't like what happened there's no part of it I didn't like um it is the fact that it just didn't feel like it belonged in this story like it felt like um he should have been on one of the two battle realms, like ready to fight. Um, I don't know. Just seeking, seeking a weapon, a new weapon just seemed like something he should have done in his own movie or something. (laughs) Like it just seemed a little out of place for me. Um, I I realize 
there wasn't uh, much time to do that, but, you know. Well, they also kind of felt like they needed to show where Thanos got the gauntlet from, rather than just being like, I've had this the whole time. See, yeah, I didn't think that was important. We we that we actually have another we actually have another uh, feedback here somewhere. I, I will get to it, I'm sure, and I'll have already talked about it. But uh, someone talked about like how are we supposed to <laughs> how are we supposed to line up the fact that there's a gauntlet in the throne room, which we know is a fake, right? Uh, there's yeah, a gauntlet in, in Odin's the, vault. In Odin's vault, there's also a gauntlet at the end of uh, Ultron. Age of Ultron. Yeah. That he picks up and says, "I'm gonna. All right, I guess I'll do it myself." Um, but then, why? Yeah, why does he have to get a gauntlet made? Apparently, right before this movie starts. If all those gauntlets... They didn't, they didn't say that it, it happened right before the movie starts. No, but we get the sense because you would have thought that... Uh, well, Asgard was supposed to be protecting them. So how long has Asgard not noticed that this place they're supposed to be protecting is, is gone? Probably since Loki has been on the throne. Maybe. Maybe. And yeah, I guess that, that could have been a couple years. But it just seemed like it was fairly recent. Uh, I may be I may be wrong, but it seems I disagree. Because they they specifically mention how dirty it is in there. Sure. Because Rocket said, "I hope that they're better at forging things than they are cleaning up." Yeah, but does uh, I don't know. I just thought that was meant he'd he'd been through and been destructive. I didn't. I I'm thinking it's more of like he just kind of shut down. Yeah. And didn't do anything, even cleaning. Yeah. That'll that'll happen when your hands are meddled. Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. Uh Yoda said to us on Twitter at MCU cast or well, one of two and then two of two, he says if Thanos designed and forced the dwarves to make the gauntlet, where did Odin's one come from? Was that Thanos' vault he took it from in Age of Ultron? No. Uh the one that was in um the one that was in Age of Ultron was the other hand from the one that was in Odin's treasure vault. Yeah, this is what we were just talking about. This is the one I was just talking about. I knew I knew I should have waited. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's right here. Yeah, Yoda Hugh. Um, I think he has, a, he has a reasonable point, though. It does seem, I don't know, it seems like in this movie, it, it, to me, it sounds like it just happened. I realize we can kind of headcanon around it, uh, but it just seems like it's definitely been two years since Civil War. Um, and Age of Ultron, did, uh, did Dark World happen, yeah, Dark World happened after Age of Ultron, right? No. No? It did not. Okay, then it doesn't make any sense. (laughs) If, if what happened at the end of Age of Ultron had to have happened, like, because that means Loki wasn't on the throne, uh, after Age of Ultron... But at right immediately following Age of Ultron is when we see the 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 thing already existing. So either Asgard just hasn't been paying attention to a to a place where they're supposed to be taken care of and guarding. Uh, uh, it, <clears throat> sorry, Thor: The Dark World happened before Age of Ultron. Okay, so he could have gotten the gauntlet made after Thor: The Dark World and before Age of Ultron. Okay, yeah, I guess so. I guess so. 
That just it just <laughs> seemed like it had just recently happened. It seemed like the fact I guess Thor hasn't had much of an opportunity because he's been off on dealing with Ragnarok. Um, yeah, to 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 come protect this place, but it just seemed weird. It did seem a little out of order. I'll agree with you, Odehu. I I think we can make it work headcanon wise, but it still seems a lot of, out of whack. I think with a uh, like a director's cut release or with some some deleted scenes or something, whatever hit the cutting room floor, uh, with some of that extra exposition and character development, we will see a bit more and have a bit more understanding, a deeper understanding of everything. Because um, I feel like there may have been some stuff that hit the cutting room floor that could have been... Uh, could have helped to deepen explanations of characters' motivations. Or sure, sure. This is just more like of like a timing thing. I don't think we're ever going to get more explanation as to like when the gauntlet was made and why. And <laughs> you never know, man. Yeah, Nebula could be like, know. ever since you got that gauntlet two years ago, you've been a dick. Yeah, maybe so. You've been a real d hole. <laughs> Uh, Yodahue also said at MCU cast I love the film and had all the feels about so many scenes hashtag Spider-Man disintegrating had me bawling my eyes out hashtag Thanos just beat Killmonger and hashtag Loki as best villain hashtag Steve Rogers catching the gauntlet with five infinity stones on it was mental that is a Britishism for crazy yeah in case you were wondering <laughs> I think I think mental's pretty pretty ubiquitous i think people know mental okay i just i wanted to make sure <laughs> yeah that oh my god when when steve caught the gauntlet and thanos was pushing and was just kind of like it seemed like he was almost amused oh yeah but he was also like kind of confused it's like how did somebody catch my hand it makes it, ma- it makes me like thanos so much how much he seems to like and respect our heroes. <laughs> yeah. It just yeah. it just does. You have my respect, Stark. Yeah. I hope they remember you. Like, oh. And then that that shot of Steve holding back the gauntlet just straight up reminds me of him saying, like, as long as one man stands against you, you cannot claim that you've had victory here. Hmm. When did he say sure. that? Who said that? To he him? said that in the in the uh, Captain America said that to Thanos in Infinity Gauntlet in the comics. Oh, in the comics. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, I was like, I don't remember that line. It's such a good line. Uh, let's see, Jason at at Adams Jason D said the movie will blow your mind and break your heart. It's different than the other films because we're not used to seeing our heroes so outmatched and being beat. No villain in previous 6 or 17 to 18 movies has really been able to compete with any of our heroes. But in this movie, not so much. I mean, first 15 minutes, he humbled the Hulk with one throat punch and finished him off with a John Cena AA. (laughs) Uh, The team-up battle on Titan, they were really whooping Thanos' ass, could have ended it all there, but Star-Lord broke down mentally. But that battle was better than the fight on Wakanda. Uh, And he said, you're going to need a series of podcasts to cover this one. Strange going into the future and seeing 14 plus million scenarios and then only winning one. That's why he gave up the stone. He saw Stark in one time they won scenario. Yeah. I think I think he saw one scenario and he knows that up to that point is what had to happen, but he can't control anything after that point, which is what makes it so like 
there's still so much, so many things could go wrong. Yep. And I think yep. that, that's that's a really fun place to end in that movie. Yep. Uh, let's see. Nathan Odinson said to us, uh, "Yeah. Uh, oh, this is a Twitter message. He says, okay, so Red Skull was a complete shock. Thanos is the best villain. Loki finally completed his redemption arc. Hulk is throwing a temper tantrum since he got his ass handed to him so quickly." And now he doesn't want to come out. Because remember, in Ragnarok, he was almost like a toddler. So that continues through with his temper tantrum. Uh, the vision from Age of Ultron with Tony watching all his friends die came to pass. It was just tweaked and altered a bit. Uh, the only future out of the millions that Strange saw where they won was when he willingly gave up the stone, which is why he did. I kind of have a problem with how they're going to bring in Captain Marvel. Fury didn't find it necessary to page her whenever the Battle of New York was going on. Honestly, didn't see the Gamora death coming. Ant-Man and the Wasp has to take place in the time leading up to Infinity War. That's the only way that makes sense. Best Marvel movie to date. I think I agree with that. I think it is the best. I I, I think the Captain Marvel thing, we just don't know. We don't know what's going to happen in Captain Marvel. And it's very possible that uh, she, you know, very possible he paged her and she didn't show. Or it's very possible that, like, that pager has been giving to him since... Uh, since the since the events of New York, I mean, it's been six years. Maybe it's maybe it's more recent that they got back in touch. She could be out in space somewhere and just recently got him that pager somehow. You know, we just don't know. Truth yeah. is, we just don't know anything that about pager. Captain looks Marvel. so old though. <laughs> yeah, uh, actually, it's funny. Uh, my girlfriend has a pager at work, and she said it's the exact model she has uh, <laughs> because they use them. They use them for. Uh, for hospital things, and she oh, was like, "That's, that's my so pager. Uh-huh. I have, I have that's that exact so pager." So you, what you're saying to me is that your girlfriend is Captain Marvel. Yeah, exactly. She she was she got the she got Fury's message, and she'll be with you guys shortly. Okay, okay, good to know. God, I was, whew, I was worried. Yeah, don't worry, man. My my lady's on it. All right. <laughs> I mean, you ain't got the moves. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> referencing Sorry. my own song, referencing my yep. own song. No one else gets it. Uh, listen, <laughs> if you don't get it, it's because you haven't listened to my album yet. What are you people doing? Come on, my album's been out for months now. It's uh Matthew Carroll, Left to Burn. It's on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Music, all those places. Go check out my album, and then you'll get all the jokes we make about my music. <laughs> Literally, just this one. Yeah, that one time we made a joke about my music. If that's a motivation to go listen, there's there's a uh, direct, and no one has still called it out. There's a direct MCU cast reference in the in the uh, in the album. I put it in there just for you guys, um, <laughs> and uh, no one's called See, it out yet. I'm wondering if you're bullshitting I'm, right now. I'm not. I'm totally not. I'll tell you what it is, but I want one of these guys to find it. <laughs> Nathan Odinson also said, also, can we talk about how Dr. Strange's Cloak of Levitation acted as another member of the team and was pretty badass? Yeah, that was pretty great. Yep. <laughs> I love I when like Spider-Man the... tried to introduce himself to the cloak. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we've officially met yet. Okay. <laughs> Super funny. I like that, uh, that Strange was like, don't let him close his hand. And then the cloak was able to keep him from closing his hand for a little yeah. bit. Like, that's crazy. I thought it was awesome that the nanobots made, like, a hand not closed. And it appears, and this may, I guess this is true, it appears that Thanos, based on 
the thing that Tony attached to his hand, he has to close his fist to use the glove, to use the stones. Did you notice that? Yeah. He can't. Yeah, I he, did notice that. He can't use the stones when his fist is open, which uh, I thought was cool. Well, unless he has all of them, then he has to snap. Like, once he's got all the stones, he just snaps. Yeah, that's true. Well, I mean, that's still pretty close a it. pretty close fist. <laughs> it's close. Close enough. Close enough. Yeah, but, it, but uh, with his hand wide open, like his, like Iron Man's thing holds it for a minute, uh, they, they, they it, he doesn't seem to be able to use it, so that's kind of neat. Yeah. Good to yeah. know for the future if they end up fighting him again, which I feel like they've got to at least <laughs> fight Thanos again, right? Yeah, I mean, at the end it said Thanos will return. Oh, did it? I didn't hear. Uh, really? Did it say that instead of Avengers will return? Yeah, it said Thanos will return. Oh, that's fun. I didn't see that. Yep. That's yep. super fun. Let's see. CJ Nelson at the Teen Idol said to us, I'm DMing you so I don't spoil it for others. I let out a loud, holy shit, in my theater when Red Skull came out. And when Thanos cuts Drax into cubes was an awesome comic reference, but I didn't want him to go there. And then he didn't. But then he did. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the cubes and the ribbons were actually straight up how he dealt with a couple of the heroes in uh, in the Infinity Gauntlet Yeah, comic. I think we talked about it on last cast, actually. Yeah, it's super fun. Yep. Fun uh, little reference. See. Oh, yeah, there's so many good little references in this movie. Let's see, Matthew Westfox of... <laughs> Superhero Ethics, God, I don't know why that took me so long. Superhero Ethics Podcast says, first off, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. I've been okay. excited to hear what Matthew has to say, first off. Let me just say that. Yep, yep. <laughs> you, what, you, hopefully he has some ethics for us this time. Yeah, instead of just bitching about shit. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Okay, he says, but okay. Here's a question I'd love to hear you guys talk about. Was Gamora wrong to show Thanos where the Soul Stone was. He says, Watching someone you love get tortured or killed would be awful in ways I can't imagine, but that can't be a reason to give the genocidal tyrant one of the tools he needs to wipe out half the universe. Yeah, she was absolutely wrong. And it's, it's, it's the, the we-don't-trade-lives shit doesn't work when you're up against Thanos. you got to trade lives. you got to have Spock, Spock logic, man. And I mean, Gamora or uh, Nebula even says, "Gamora, don't." Yeah. Before she shows him she the way, sh- she she should have let her. You know, and I think it's it's one of those things where everyone in the movie thinks they're doing the the. the oh well, I guess Thanos can get this one. <laughs> I'm gonna make a decision that lets Thanos get this one. Uh, the only one that, but we'll stop him on the rest of yeah, them. Yeah, and, and they all make that decision. Like almost every stone is given to him because someone hesitates. Uh, yep. We don't know about the Power Stone. <laughs> um, and even... Uh, yeah. Um, Apparently he just decimated Xandar for it. Yeah, he decimated Xandar. Um, he, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to think of all the different points, but uh, Loki gives, it, gives him the Tesseract when he won't stop torturing Thor. <laughs> well, he presents the Tesseract at that point, and then the Hulk beats him up. When the Hulk... or the, the Hulk tries to beat him up. Right. When the Hulk rushes in, 
Loki dives off to the side and just drops the Tesseract. Right, but if he had if he had not ever brought the Tesseract out, they might have been able to keep keep it hidden. Or if he'd been willing to die for the te- you know not giving him the Tesseract. Everyone in this movie is not willing to do the thing, and that's just this is just another point where another hero makes a decision that uh, allows him to succeed, and and it, the stakes are too high. You've got to trade lives. I, I hate to have to agree with that, but that's kind of how it is. So let's see. Uh, Matthew continues saying, Loki did something similar, but he gets a bit of a pass because he's never been a hero, and Thanos maybe just takes it from him anyway. But if Gamora doesn't tell him, Thanos has no way to get it, and who knows how long it takes him. There's a lot of blame to go around. A lot of it goes on Peter, but I can't see Gamora as a hero after what she did, even given her tragic death. What do you guys think? As always, love the show. Can't wait to hear your thoughts. Matthew. Um, I th- I think she's still a hero, She's just not a very strong one, and I think that's the <laughs> the, the the lesson they learn in this movie is sometimes you got to do what you got to do, and they none of them were willing to do the hard thing. The hardest choices require the strongest wills. That's right, and and he's right. He's just right in this movie. Um, the hardest choices require the strongest wills, and our heroes are all weak willed in this movie. Every one of them makes makes a decision that allows. You know, uh, the 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 uh, the tyrant to win. Yep, 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 yep. It's just that's that's. Uh, I think that's that's direct. That's the theme of the movie, and that's what they're driving home. With every one of these, every one of these people makes a decision that holds off. At least you know most of these people make some decision that holds off uh, the the destruction of one of their friends. Or one of their loved ones in lieu of stopping Thanos, you know? It's crazy. I like how clear the theme was, though. <laughs> it's like, I like when you can actually see the theme. Sometimes they're just so obscured. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> not like it's a competition, but like I had to kill my dad because he killed my mom and. Yeah, you know, I think that's harder than having to kill your sister. Plus, I came out of all of it with two eyes. <laughs> came out with both my eyes. <laughs> like, what was the theme there? I don't know. <laughs> Dads suck. Maybe that's it. I don't know. Uh, so, Danny Phantom said to us uh, in an email, Hey, guys. Well, I guess Mark Ruffalo wasn't kidding. Everyone died. Said, I thought maybe they would end the movie with the snap, but I still wasn't prepared for it when they did. I was listening to your recent S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast on the way to the theater. I wanted to listen to something Infinity War related, but didn't have anything left for that. So I figured your S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast would be close enough. But then when I started listening, you guys just talked about Infinity War, so it worked out perfectly. Anyways, I was completely blown away. I think Thanos is the best Marvel villain ever. At the end, I felt so devastated. I had to leave during the credits for work, so I didn't get to see the after credits scene. But I'm going to see it again tomorrow, though. But when I got up to leave, everyone was silent in the theater. I walked out and saw people in line to see it after us. I felt like I had just gone through battle and was walking through a war zone. I felt like crying, like I had just had a friend die. I drove home in silence, no radio or anything. I usually don't do that, but I was just shocked. What do you guys think will happen now? Obviously, they'll need to find a way to undo it all, but Thanos has the gauntlet. It kind of seemed like the Infinity Stones broke, or at least the gauntlet did. Did Thanos still have them at the end? It was hard to tell. I'm assuming Captain Marvel will help find a way to undo it all. Maybe the Time Stone will still work. Maybe Captain Marvel will wield the gauntlet and undo it. That's what Adam Warlock did in the comics, right? 
Anyways, I'm curious what you guys think will happen and what will be the title of Avengers 4. I'm guessing Avengers Infinity Crisis or something. Cheers. I have a feeling whatever the title is going to be for the next Avengers, it's got to be a spoiler, right? Yeah, they wouldn't hold off this long if it wasn't some sort of uber spoiler. Yeah, so I think we're going to... I think whatever it is, it's going to be a big spoiler. So that's why we haven't... That's why we don't have it yet. When do you think they're going to release it? I don't know. I feel, I feel like maybe next week or something. Like I thought it was going to come out almost with the movie, but I understand not everyone's gotten to see the movie yet, so they're still trying to avoid spoiling for some people who I don't know how, but they haven't seen this movie yet. Um, yeah, I was, you know, I was thinking it was going to be something like Thanos will return in Avengers, blah, 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 whatever the name was at the end, but that didn't happen. So now I'm like, okay, well, are they holding off on the name until like Ant-Man and the Wasp? Are they holding off until like Captain Marvel? They can't hold out that long because that's only three months before the movie. Yeah. And like, they got to start building up that hype train. Yeah, I, th- I think that I think it'll be as soon as it's been a reasonable amount of time for for everyone to see the movie. Kind of like they're yeah. not spoiling it with Agents of Shield until next week or the week after. I think next week personally, um, but 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 we'll we'll see how what they we'll see what they do. So Rebecca said to us in an email, "Hey guys, long time listener, first time emailer. Hey, welcome to the party." Yeah. First, the Grandmaster's birthday ship was resting on the back of the Asgardian refugee ship. That's probably where Valkyrie and Korg and Meek took the rest of the Asgardians. Second, and I've seen or heard no one talking about this, but Tony tells Strange that the idea of Thanos has been haunting him for six years. Now, there was quite the uproar when the infamous eight years later appears in Spider-Man Homecoming. There is, uh, this is either a huge F-up or... What are your thoughts? <laughs> My speculations led me to time shenanigans and Tony choosing to sacrifice himself so Peter never has to know the feeling of dying in space. Probably all wrong, but you see the possibilities. Thank you for the cast. Matt and Jeff, you are both awesome, and despite everything you fight to bring us intriguing discussions, you guys are the best. Happy nerding, Becca. Yay. Thanks for writing in, Becca. So what do you think? I I mean, Joe Russo said that it was a mistake and you should ignore it. But time shenanigans would be fun. Yeah, I don't know that that necessarily <laughs> is the best idea. Yeah, I th- I think we're just gonna get. I think it's just that Spider-Man was wrong and it's messed up so many things. And it's making everybody dislike our universe. <laughs> it's getting all crazy. Cracks on cracks on cracks. <laughs> crack, well, there's a crack in our universe and it's getting bigger. It's like a Doctor Who episode. Well, if think about it this way, if Tony sacrifices himself so that Spider-Man does, or so that Peter doesn't have to die in space, like Tony couldn't then be in the Spider-Man Homecoming movie. Hmm. He couldn't be there to take away the suit. You know, like give the Iron Spider suit. Plus, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, Homecoming had to happen first. Yeah, Homecoming is where we saw him and Pepper get engaged at the end of it. And that yeah, was the big press conference. For and sure. Now they're, now they're engaged in Infinity War. And, you know, that, that sticks. That's canon, you know? Yep. Homecoming's canon at this point. Except so. for that eight. Screwed everything up. Yep. Uh, right, they, so, they messed up. They messed up. 
That's all it is. It's a huge f up. Yeah, I'm so mad at them. I really, <laughs> I really want them to like go and fix that. Like, you do like a straight up George Lucas fix. Yeah, like straight up, go back and fix that. <laughs> at least on all like streaming versions of it. You've already, you've already released to the world some content you can't take back, but just, just go fix that. Just go fix that. Why? Why did you not fix that? So mad. <laughs> Who let this slip? All right, so Josette Spandel, Spandel said to us, Hi, fellas. Just wanted to send in two thoughts in reaction to your Infinity War instant take cast. One, Matt mentioned that Captain Marvel was out there and callable. My initial thought was that she was sleeping slash in a coma and that he was signaling it was time to wake her up. I thought maybe that was a news item around the time it was announced that she'd be in Avengers 4. Uh, speaking And two, speaking of end credits scenes... Uh, do you think that Adam Warlock might be coming into Avengers 4 to help them with the gauntlet? Any thoughts on how he might come into play? Can't wait to hear more Infinity Wars cast from you both. You know, uh, speaking of Captain Marvel, yeah, we don't know. We just don't know. Uh, like, I think um, I think she could have been asleep. She could have recently awoken. Like, it does seem weird that if she was callable, she didn't get called for other important battles like Ultron or... Um, you know, or, or the Battle of New York, but um, you know, it, yeah, it's it's strange. Um, but uh, <laughs> no, Adam it? Warlock, I don't see him coming into play just because it seems to me like they're not only not trying to introduce new characters, they're trying to get rid of every new character for this final movie. Does that make yeah. sense? I think they're trying yeah. to pare it down to the to the first four, and they're going to bring in Captain Marvel because they want her to be a cornerstone of this new whatever the new universe is going to look like. But I think they're trying to pare it down to this, like really basic nuts and bolts of the Avengers and, 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 you know, see what happens. Like, like, like I think they're trying to give a good farewell movie to these, to these get to the first Avengers. And, uh, and I think that's what this next one's going to be. Yep. It's going to be a yep. lot of their swan songs and maybe all, you know, we don't have, we don't have movies announced for any of those the original four characters. It's just in Avengers, Avengers four. That's it. Uh, we have no Thor, no Hulk, no, uh, no, um, no Iron, Man, Iron Man, no Cap. So um, I think oh, it's shit. very possible that all four will sacrifice themselves in some way and have 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 it be their final battle. You know, yeah, and to I save mean, the universe. Their contracts are coming up. Well, sure, but the contracts, I, I try not, to very deliberately not pay attention to that stuff for two reasons, uh, because it spoils things that when it shouldn't, and then most of the time you can't even really trust them, because contracts don't really mean anything. Like, if you're under contract for a movie, it doesn't mean you're going to be in that movie, and then if you're under contract for a movie, it doesn't mean that you aren't going to be in that movie or whatever, like, they can always yeah, write a new contract. It right, it doesn't necessarily mean that that's the only movie you're going to be in. You're yeah. going to have a new contract written up. Yeah, totally. And I mean, that's what Tony, or pfft, Tony, <laughs> that's what RDJ had to do for Avengers 3 and 4 to be in it. They had to give him a new contract, you know? Yeah. Anyway, um, 084 said in an email, so has Fury just had a call Captain Marvel button since the 90s? I can think of a few times where that might have come in handy, like the alien invasion or the other alien invasion or the evil AI turning a city into a meteor that almost destroyed the whole planet. I would have much preferred to see Carol swoop in from the sky right in front of Fury and Hill's SUV and get a line akin to, long time no see. Yeah. 
that could have been cool. But it I think I think it's a it's a it's probably a situation of them not wanting to reveal too much too soon. Yeah, I think that would have cheapened her introduction to the Marvel Cinematic Universe in right, like in general. And it gives it gives the creator of that movie the chance to create her from whole cloth. A lot of times they really they really try to save a lot of like those decisions like what a character is going to look like and, and all that kind of stuff for the movie itself. And, and yeah. so they very rarely show a character before the movie. Now, two exceptions to that being Spider-Man and Black Panther. Um, but which both happened in the same movie. Yeah. For the most part, they, they really seem tend to hold off, uh, on putting a character in a movie until it's their, their first introduction movie where it's all about them, you know? Yeah. Origin yeah. stories. Origin stories. What are those? So funny. For years we said. <laughs> for years we were. We believed that news that there were no no more origin stories, and then we got like four origin stories. Yeah. And they were like, we never said that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, you should have said you didn't say it because so many people were saying it. Yep. Like we we promoted that train. Yeah, we were on. And that. Now we look like assholes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so this looks like our last message. We've got four voicemails before well. our four voicemails. Yeah, we got one one more thing to read here. <laughs> it's Ashley Coffin. Thank you, Ashley, for writing in again. And she's got a long one here, so we might take it in chunks. Let's see how let's see yeah, what it read, yeah. how it reads. All right, she said, "I know I said I was going to call, but it would just be a nonsensical mess because way too much happened. When that film ended, I was in shock. I even thought I didn't like it for a minute. I didn't know how I felt." People kept trying to talk to me while the credits were rolling, and I was like, no, shh, no. <laughs> it's funny. That's Yeah, I mean, I kind of felt the same way. Like, stop talking. It, we have to see what's coming, because it was so powerful, you know? Yeah, for sure. Uh, she, can, she continues, I needed to just sit there in silence, and I was giving everyone serious side-eye who was standing up and talking, because all I could think is, how can you talk at a time like this? Did you just see what happened? <laughs> you could hear a pin drop in the last ten minutes. It was silent in the theater. That was also the fastest two hours and forty minutes I've ever spent at a movie. I needed so much more. I also feel that I needed so much more. Let's get uh, well, the four-hour director's cut. We will get it very soon. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, let's see. I'll start with what I thought was... Or I'm sorry. I'll start with that I thought it was lacking, because no movie is perfect, and it's not much more than nitpicking, because a move, or that movie was a solid A. I wanted so much more character interaction. Where was Cap? You don't put bearded Chris Evans looking so fine in that movie and give him 25 minutes of screen time. <laughs> No Nat and Banner. Oh, oh, hey, how how are you doing? Where, where have you been? Why could Doctor Strange not just portal them back to Earth from that ship? He could use his powers in Titan. Yeah. You know, I mean, I I feel like I just said that. Thank you for backing me up on that. Uh, not enough reason for Stark to care about Star-Lord so much. I know it's uh, it would have been impossible to fit everything in, but I think no one would have cared at all if this film was three hours. If Batman vs. Superman got to be three and a half hours in a 4K director's cut, and we don't get an Infinity War director's cut, I'm going to riot. <laughs> Let's get her that shirt. That, yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. She needs that shirt. Uh, I, I, I will say, the things that she mentioned that she's lacking, I feel like those are things they're saving for the fourth movie because you notice all those characters are still on the board. 
like uh, Nat and Nat and Banner are still there. So so I think what they're really trying to do is they're setting up these things. Cap and Tony is a big interaction we need to have. We need to happen. Um, and Nat and Banner is another one that we need to happen. And like they took all these other players off the board with this one. And now this next movie, they're going to be able to focus in on some of those character moments that we didn't get. Because uh, this movie's not over. It's This is the first half. <laughs> yep. Except for Stark and Star-Lord. They can't interact because Star-Lord's gone. Right, 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 right. But they did They did get a reasonable amount of interaction in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Lord. <laughs> Mr. Lord. No, Star-Lord's fine. Let's see. She continues saying, We know they have it. They cut most of the trailer out of the actual movie. I know it was a Thanos movie, and it took me a little while to get used to that, because I was there for an Avengers movie. I'm so mad at Star-Lord. But I guess we're left to think that Strange knew all this had to happen this way for them to win in the endgame, which is why he didn't try to stop Quill at all. And now Tony is left with only Nebula. Maybe he'll throw her some nanotech so she can soup herself up. Yeah, I think the uh, very <laughs> cl- there's a very clear reason Nebula's there. Oh, yeah. You know why it is? Absolutely. Uh, to be the... Thanos exposition master. Nope. Tony needs a ride home. That's true. That's that's why she's there. I was thinking about it and I was like, they had everyone disappear from Tony. They had every hero disappear. And they very specifically Except had every hero disappear. And it was like it was that it was the it was the culmination of his vision that he had. And then I was like, but why didn't Nebula disappear? Well, she's not a hero, so it doesn't really matter. It didn't make him feel any extra love having her around. And he needs a ride home. <laughs> <laughs> he needs he needs someone who can pilot a, a ship across the universe. Yep. Uh, she says, I love how they tricked everyone that it would be either Cap or Tony who dies, but really all the original Avengers are the ones who made it. We can assume Hawkeye is alive. And I like that. I love that Fury was beeping Captain Marvel as a nod to what her movie will be like set in the 90s. <laughs> OMG and Red Skull. There's too much. Uh, let's see uh, the humor definitely hit which is impressive for how dark the storyline is my favorite was Star-Lord boom middle finger through the portal the <laughs> movie felt like an actual comic where you could enjoy it without reading the other group's comics uh, but if you read all of them it makes it a whole storyline and that for me was particularly impressive they did a really good job making the groups feel like the different movies the scenes in Scotland, it felt like the Winter Soldier. The scene in space felt like Guardians. And then when they were on Titan, it felt like an Avengers film. Doctor Strange finally got his American accent down. The wink he gave Tony after he saw how powerful Strange was. It's amazing. Yeah, I, 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 did, I did like, I did not notice his, his accent being bad. So that probably does mean it was good. Yeah. He wasn't yeah. talking like this as much. Over enunciating and everything sounds like it has an R in it. <laughs> yep. When uh, when he started off in the movies, like he was one of the first people on Earth you heard talking. He's like, "What do you mean you don't have any money?" And he's like, or "Wong says, you know, attachment <laughs> to the physical is separation from the spiritual." <laughs> Like yeah, I'll I'll tell the shop and see if they can make you a metaphysical ham on rye. Yeah, I loved that. I loved that <laughs> so much. I love the like you know we never really got a chance for Wong and Strange to just be buddies like going to get a sandwich. So it was nice to see like that's like their day to day, and that that was super great. Yep, yep. I'm so happy that they like that they stuck together 
in the way that they did and now they're the way that they're interacting is just so great because it's like Stephen Strange is super powerful, but he's also a little bit naive, but it seems like he's come into his own over the time that he's been Sorcerer or Master of the Mystic Arts or whatever. But then Wong still knows so much more than he does. So it's like they're, they just, they work and blend so well together. I love their interactions. Yeah, absolutely. Let's see. She continues saying, my favorite scene is when Thor finally wields his new axe. Groot, uh, Groot has not been the best version of himself in this movie. So him stepping up and giving an arm was played so emotionally. We don't see him take the handle like in the trailers. Uh, he just lands with the Bifrost in Wakanda. Banner has a, you guys are so screwed moment. <laughs> and we actually get to see Thor as a full Norse god with his axe. Uh, which we got a little taste of in Ragnarok, but with no axe. And then the moment he yells, bring me Thanos... It was literally like my comics came to life in front of my eyes, and I was cheesing like a little kid, ear to ear. <laughs> yeah, I, I felt the exact same way. Let's see, she says, I could go on, or okay, I could go on and on, but we have a whole year to ramble about it, so I'll just give my first impression predictions, because I need to go see this movie again as soon as I can. My predictions are Gamora won't be back until the next Guardian, seeing as though... Adam Warlock is connected to the Soul World and coming in the next film. Maybe. I think she's out for the next movie, too. Uh, I think with the theme being sacrifice and loss, someone big will have to die when the time comes to use the gauntlet and the Soul Stone. And I think it will be that Tony has to kill Steve Rogers in order to wield the gauntlet because he loves him in that Jay and Silent Bob hetero kind of bromance. (laughs) Can't wait to hear everyone's reactions and talk more about it. Um, I would have never thought of Tony and Steve as Jay and Silent Bob. That is not a connection I ever would have drawn, but thank you, Ashley. Thank you for drawing it. No, yeah, it, it tracks. <laughs> They're caught in a mad bromance. Oh, yeah. Caught in a mad bromance. Um, yeah. That's great. Thank you, Ashley, for that feedback. Yep. Um, super, so, so much good get... stuff. We're going to get Adam Warlock in Guardians 3, from what James Gunn has said. Oh, yeah? Not is that before. A, is that confirmed? Yeah. We're going to get him in Guardians 3, not before that. He's not going to show up in the Avengers movies. So, like, he's not going to have that connection to the Soul Stone. What I think, I think they're going to sub out Vision for, or sub in Vision for Adam Warlock, having that connection. In like uh, like I said earlier, he probably uploaded himself to the Mind Stone while that whole you know forehead grab was happening. Hmm, maybe that is possible. Um, mm. I also think that because of the way the Soul Stone works in the comics, it makes like a little pocket universe, and and everybody gets deposited into that. I think that that's what happened here and Wanda in the pocket universe is going to try to awaken dormant vision and disrupt the, the stones so that they can get out. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. That's just my thought. I'm hopeful. I want to see Wanda get out. I want to see everybody that's in the stone get out. Like I want everybody to come back. I, I thought that I wanted somebody to die in the Fruit of Beast Sticks, but I don't want it. I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Don't worry, didn't man. Like we'll get this. some back, and someone else will die. 
No. It's the sacrifice has to happen, man. You got to be willing to trade lives. God, it's so bad, though. Okay, so we have voicemails, right? We do. Let's play some voicemails. Uh, hey, guys. Uh, it's Brian Murphy. Um, obviously, uh, you guys know who I am. I did some stuff on you. Blah, blah, blah. Anyways, I thought Infinity Wars was uh, pretty much a masterpiece. Uh, I listened to you guys' review. Uh, I listened to the review you guys had on the uh, Infinity Wars, and my I agree with a lot of what you guys said. My only uh, thing that I didn't really uh, think or I disagreed with was uh, that um, Peter Quill was misrepresented uh, when he started when he lost his crap and decided to um, start beating Thanos. Um, I think that's kind of in line with where he was at at the Guardi- uh, second Guardians movie. Um, but I, I, I thought the movie was great. Uh, I thought Thanos was an excellent villain. And, I mean, there, there's so much to talk about, and I know i got to keep it brief. But um, Red Skull blew my mind. Um, I thought I thought um, Thanos was just literally unbelievable. Um, and everyone I thought that was going to die survived, more or less. It was pretty crazy. So, um, anyways, um, yeah. That's, those are my thoughts, and um, keep up the good work, guys. Bye. Yeah. Thank you, Brian. Um, yeah. So my thing about Star-Lord uh, being misrepresented, I didn't. I don't necessarily think his character was misrepresented or that he was like not himself in that moment. I just overall felt like the Guardians, <laughs> and maybe this is fair, they were kind of treated like the B team in this whole movie, and, and they didn't, they just didn't get to be the badasses they can be. Uh, and I just meant that for all the Guardians, not even just necessarily start all it. I don't remember exactly how I said it, but uh, yeah, I agree that the uh, him him doing what he did is not necessarily out of character for him, but just the Guardians didn't really get to be... They didn't get to do anything good. <laughs> they 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 just kind of were there, um, just kind of screwing up as they went. Um, well, yeah, that's what they do. Yeah, and and maybe they'll, but they're all gone now. And like, it's one thing when they screw up, screw up, and they do one last thing that redeems them and saves the team. That's kind of their mo. But it's another yeah, thing like when a dance they battle to save the universe. Yeah, they do a bunch of they screw up, mess up a bunch of things, and then. They cease to exist. <laughs> like that's kind of a bummer. <laughs> it's like it just it, it doesn't. I just mean that the overall team wasn't served well by what what happened. I guess I don't know. But but otherwise, yeah, totally agree with Brian's mm-hmm. thoughts. Mm-hmm. And he can happily disagree with me. <laughs> that's all good. Uh, what's that next voicemail? All right, here we go. I think this is two I'll play back-to-back. It's the same person. Guys, just came out of Infinity War. No spoilers. Five, four, three, two, one. This is your last spoiler alert. Holy cow, that was awesome. Uh, but also so sad. I can't decide which moment was the most sad. Was it Gamora dying for the Soul Stone or Peter just begging Tony, like, please don't let me die. Just unbelievable. Thanos. I think just took over as my favorite villain, even though he's not a great guy, but like, holy cow, that was just one of the best portrayals of a villain in the MCU. And I'm assuming everybody's going to get saved to the end, hopefully, especially if Nick Fury is calling in Captain Marvel, but holy cow right now, just a mix of emotions. And I, 
didn't see some of those deaths coming. I didn't see Black Panther or Spidey, especially with those two looking like they're going to be the future of the franchise. Unbelievable movie. Uh, I need to go see it again. Just shot in IMAX. It was awesome. Can't wait to hear your uh, thoughts on it. Uh, See you soon. Keep up the great work. Hi, guys. I already called, but I forgot to mention, holy cow, Red Skull. That was cool. Okay. Have a good good one, good one guys. Keep up the great work. <laughs> <laughs> I like the callback for the callback. I like the callback, too. Um, yeah, no, that's uh, super. I just love hearing everybody. Like, <laughs> yeah, I know I know. we always we always save our calls for the end for some reason, but we shouldn't. We should play them up top, probably, because I'd love to encourage people to call, because I love hearing all the excitement in people's voices um, about these movies. Um, how cool was it that Red Skull came back? So freaking cool. As a character. I, I just... I've been I've been beating the Red Skull should come back drum for a long time. Oh yeah, we've been speculating the hell out of that. Like, yeah, oh, it looked for like years. a doorway, and you know, because you could see the stars and other people's constellations, and he disappeared on what looked like a rainbow bridge. He's yep. probably not dead. Yeah, we knew he was out there somewhere, but and and just giving him that sort of tragic death, tragic life. Uh, way to waste his life tragic waste of his life is 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 kind of beautiful <laughs> yeah um and it's and not know, what like, i expected i i just expect him to come back with an army at some point um well, for like for the briefest of moments i felt bad for that villain because he had been stuck there and he was saying like you know i too once sought the infinity stones even held one in my hand once but it rejected me and banished me here i'm like oh damn dude I'm so sorry. Yeah, it it felt bad. It felt bad. Like they they do such a good job of making these these guys good anti villains. Um, yes. Yeah, anti villains. Oh time. yeah, it's sticking. Yep. Um, that's gonna be around forever now. <laughs> All right, we got one more here. Uh, voicemail. Here's a. Oh wait. I think it's Brian Murphy again. I think he left the last one. Maybe. Hey guys, cheers. Um, I was actually uh, planning on doing a kind of a, a nicer, uh, nicer, more well thought out one, um, but I'll see if I can get on uh, just making kind of a, my point blank uh, assumptions uh, or what my thoughts were um, shortly, just so you guys have something to work with. But um, hey, um, congratulations on. Uh, making it to Infinity Wars for the podcast. I've been listening to you guys for a while, and it's crazy to see all the movies you guys have reviewed, and uh, I still love all the content. I haven't listened to it so much lately, but I knew you guys would be doing something cool for Infinity Wars, so I wanted to tune in. Yeah, that was Brian Murphy again, uh, sending us a message through Facebook, actually. Uh, so that's cool. Uh, that was very. That was a bit of a noisy one. I'll try to clean it up in post, but uh, uh, yeah. That's that's awesome. Thank you for writing in. Thanks for coming back and listening, Brian. Um, I know we do a lot of content, and we're trying to be here and be stable and always be always be producing stuff. Uh, but I understand sometimes you just kind of fall out. Like I, I'm a big podcast listener myself, and so sometimes I listen to a show every week for you know six months, and then I don't listen for six months, and then I come back and I listen to all those back episodes, or sometimes I just jump back in, you know. Uh, but it's it's cool. Um, so thank you for coming back, Brian. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's a great way to end the cast. I think is just a congratulations on making it to infinity war. We've, we've been doing this God. cast since guardians one 
And yeah, right after Guardians 1. Right after Guardians 1, we started it, and it's just, it's been a real pleasure, man. Thanks for doing this cast with me. Yeah, no problem. Anytime. Uh, just, you know, <laughs> anytime I'll spend, you know, four years working on something. <laughs> you know, it's, it's whatever. <laughs> no, yeah, for real. Like, it's been, it's, we've, we've put a lot of work yeah, into no, this. It's, it's almost four years that we've been doing this podcast. Yeah. Um, it's, it's great, man. It's been really, really great. I don't know. Is, is it four? Am I, am I, I just guessed. Uh, is it's it 2014. Three? So it's 2014 when Guardians 1 came out. No, yeah. That's almost exactly four years. Wow. Wow. Um, so yeah, this is about our four year anniversary right here of almost. the cast. We got a, we got a few more months. Uh, oh yeah. It came out in August. That's right. Yeah. We should do a big thing for our four year anniversary. Um, <laughs> yeah, let's go out. Yeah, let's, night on the town. Night on the town. I, mean, I guess I meant something Treat with the ourselves. cast, but you're right. Let's just go out. Oh yeah, no, yeah, that. that too. <laughs> uh, no, man, guys, we're we're so happy to be doing this uh, podcast, and it's the to me for my money, it's the best content there is right now. It's definitely the best overarching universe that there is, um, in in, in, in any any capacity. Um, I grew up a huge Star Trek fan. I've said it over and over, and that was my universe for a long time. And that doesn't really... They're not really doing much these days, and Marvel has uh, really taken up the mantle of of, of what a uh, large, all-encompassing universe can do. And I, I just love it. Um, they're just killing it in so many ways, and it's just... I'm really happy to be able to come here every week and talk to the fans and... Um, you know, be, yep. do, be be my little part of this big universe, and uh, like just 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 be able to talk about it. It's fun. So, like by comparison, your your Star Trek stuff. Uh, each of those movies is one individual story with no real effect on the rest of them. And well, I wouldn't say that, but yeah, no, no big lasting callback effect i mean on... we could get into it but maybe there, there's some pretty big effects but i mean especially there 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 <laughs> all right you're gonna get me into it now um no, <laughs> but i'm just but, i'm thinking like nothing on the level of like the sokovia accord well, i totally disagree uh the biggest thing is like they they do them in chunks sort of uh they, they call it the the they, they call it a trilogy even though it's a really strange trilogy but uh star trek star trek 2 Spock dies. Star Trek Three is called the Search for Spock. <laughs> yep. And in that movie, they lose the ship and they end up on a Klingon ship and end up having to pilot that Klingon ship back in time. And so it's really strange. Like Star Trek Four, there's not even they're not even on the Enterprise. They're on a Klingon bird of prey cloaked in the 1980s. Uh, like it's just they, they they definitely go from movie to movie, and the movies have consequences. And, and I'm not saying as it's definitely not as detailed as it is right now. What we're, what we're getting from Marvel, uh, I'm not saying yeah. that at all. But yeah, there, there are stakes, and there are there are yeah, there are big things that happen, like Spock's death, and them them having to them losing the Enterprise, and like these big things that happen in those movies. They definitely affect the next movie, you know. Yeah, it's well, it's. I think the the thing that I meant mostly is that it's it's a series of movies about the same people. Right. Yeah, it has lasting effects on the same people, but it's always the same group of people. Well, again, I hate to argue with you. For the most part. I hate to argue with you, but there's, yes, there's the movies, 
But you also have the TV shows, and all, even the movies eventually go into the next generation. So you've got the original crew, yeah, yeah. then the next generation, and then you have movies where they cross over, and, uh, you know, the, you, you have... Generations was good. Generations is fun. Um, you also have even episodes where, like, old characters come back and visit the new crew. So, you know, it's nothing like the Avengers. I'm not trying to say that. They're, they're all happening in different time frames, so it's a little different. But then you have yeah. Deep Space Nine, which is a whole other group of people. Then you have Voyager. Like, that's why I, I say it's like it's very much this to me star trek kind of pioneered what marvel is doing now um yeah as far as shared universe yeah like a larger shared universe with with movies and television like i don't know i can't think of another property that did that well except for for star Star, for star trek it feels more like a bunch of cameos Whereas the Marvel Cinematic Universe feels like, yeah, they started with Iron Man, but then they started making, like, they weave this web. Right. And then well, that's, the that's, that's just a virtue of how they're making them. I mean, like, that's what yeah. I'm saying. They're definitely, like, uh, they're improvising on the form. They're doing something totally new. And, and I'm not saying they're the same. I'm just saying that a lot of what they're doing is, is very similar to what Star Trek did. In the yeah. olden days, uh, the, the thing is, like, yeah, it feels like cameos it's just because the next logical step of yeah shared universe storytelling. But, but even but even that, you talk about, it feels like cameos. There's even like you watch Star Trek: The Next Generation. If you're a big fan of Worf, he leaves Star Trek: Next Generation in season six and goes over to Deep Space Nine and joins that crew. Um, yeah. So like like there's it's more than cameos from time to time. Um, there's there's characters that persist and go on to do different things in different uh different shows and uh yeah so so I, that's fair i could <laughs> sorry i'm sorry to argue every one of your points about the differences but i just think that they did pioneer a lot of the stuff they're doing um and i'd love to talk about star trek more but that's not what this podcast is about um <laughs> but i yeah just i just i just want to say to everybody i'm really thankful for all our listeners um, all our supporters, all uh, all the people who listen every week, but also people who support us on Patreon, uh, who go and use our promo codes when we have them. It, it helps us continue to make the show, and the show's been super rewarding um, for the four years we've been doing it. Um, so thank you all so, so much. Is that it? Are we calling it there? I think that's it. We're the Marvel Cinematic right, Universe Podcast. Hit us up at mcucast.com, at mcucast on Twitter, facebook.com slash mcucast, mcucast at gmail.com, or call us at 573-CAST-MCU. That's all the things. Or support us at patreon.com slash mcucast. Uh, That one's important. If you want to go support us, you know, it's been four years of this. Uh, If you want to throw us a few bucks a week to make this show, it'd be awesome. Um, Yeah, thank you guys. The, uh, The greatest... The hardest decisions require the um, strongest wills. Yeah, that's true. So, here's to another four years, you guys. Yeah. And uh, until next time, true believers. Mm-hmm.